are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So then I developed great faith in the problem and in the situation. And even when I'd go to pray, I'd pray the problem. I didn't pray the answer. I didn't know to pray the answer. I prayed, Lord, you know it's getting worse. I prayed, things getting worse. <laughs> Finally, the Lord said to me one day, who told you that? Now, boy, if that won't jerk the slack out of your chain. <laughs> I thought I was praying, but he said I was complaining. <laughs> and you see a lot of people that think they're praying and they're really complaining. But you see, I got a hold of this, that what Mark eleven twenty three and 24 really meant was that we're going to have to speak some things that have not yet come to pass. We're going to have to believe some things that we can't see because the unseen realm is the eternal realm. Eternal forces are capable of changing the realm of the seen. The eternal power of God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. See, it's not the evidence of things you can see. It's the evidence of what you can't see. So if we're going to look at the unseen realm, we've got to do it through the eye of faith. We've got to do it with the heart, with the spirit. And that's how we have to function in the kingdom principles. We have to believe with our heart and confess with our mouth. Say what God says in the face of all contradictory evidence. See, I was sick in body, head over heels and dead. And I got a hold of this, and I began to see it. In fact, the Lord told me something after I got a little of the Word in me. You know, I was so spiritually illiterate, God couldn't talk to me intelligently. And yet I'd been raised in a full gospel church. (laughs) But you see, I didn't know the principles of the Bible. I knew what the Bible said. I mean, I knew the stories of the Bible, but I didn't know the principles involved. See, if we're not careful, sometimes we get a formula and don't get the principles. And the Lord began to say to me, he said, now you've been praying for me to do something about your finances. And he said, every word comes out of your mouth is doubt and unbelief. He said, you're saying everything the devil said about you. You're quoting the devil more than you're quoting me. In fact, he said to me one day in prayer, he said, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't come to me and tell me what the devil said. (laughs) But I didn't know I was telling him what the devil said. I was just saying it like it was, you know. (laughs) Thought I was being religious. Didn't know I was being ignorant of the Word of God and the principles of the Bible. But you see, I began to understand some things through books and tapes. And I got my, as I said this morning, got my head screwed on straight. You know, you can be right in your heart and wrong in your head. There's a lot of people love God with all their heart. But they're doing things wrong. They've been taught wrong. And it's the hardest thing in the world to unlearn something once you've been taught it religiously, see. But I got a hold of this, that I had to say what God said about me. And he said, if you had faith as a seed, you would say to the sycamine tree, to the problem area that faces you, you would say to the mountain, be removed. And I began to write down confessions of the Word of God. In fact, that's what the Lord told me to do. I asked the Lord one day. He said to me when I was praying, He said, Son, don't ever pray for anything that you can't believe me for. It shocked me. I mean, you talk about really messing up your theology I mean, and your philosophy of life. 
I thought you were supposed to just pray about everything. He said, don't ever pray about something that you can't believe me for. I said, well, what will I do? He said, well, go to the Word of God first and study what I said about it. Because if you don't know what my will is concerning it, you can't pray the prayer of faith. It's an impossibility. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. Now, if you're going to pray over me, like some people pray, Lord, if it be thy will, heal Brother Caps. Just forget the prayer. Take me to the doctor, please. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you don't know the will of God, don't pray. But when the Lord said that to me, I said, well, I'll tell you one thing. It'll sure shorten my prayer time. <laughs> Because, man, I just prayed everything, you know. Prayed God to heal all the sick, save all the lost, and, you know, just a scatter load. Just hoping to God it hit something, you know. <laughs> but I found out that God wanted me to be specific. Find out what he said about some things. And then begin to say what God said about it. That's what causes faith to come. See, faith is a substance of the thing. And God's already given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. As far as God's concerned, it belongs to us. But see, we don't have it in manifestation. Because you can't believe for something you don't have knowledge of, see. So it's not going to come to you just because it's in the Bible. Just because it says by his stripes you were healed doesn't mean you're going to be healed because that's in the Bible. You have to know about it, you have to believe it, and it has to become a part of you. See, no sinner is going to, all the sinners are not going to be saved just because the Bible says Christ died for the sinner. The sinner's going to have to find out about it. And then he's going to have to make a decision to believe it. And then he's going to have to get his mouth in line with the Word of God, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in the heart God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. See, we have to have knowledge of it, then what we believe, we speak. Now, see, we believed that all these years about other things, you know, about the negative things. We always talk the negative things. But when it comes to positive things and you go to teaching people to say what God said about you on the positive side and begin to say the promises of God, speak the promises of God over your situation in life, then religious people get disturbed sometimes. Why? He must think he's God. Why, you're just saying that God has met your need. You're trying to force God. You're trying to be God. No, I'm not trying to be God. I'm trying to act like God would act if he were in my situation. See, what would God do if he had lack in his life? I mean, if God lived here on earth and he had lack. I can tell you what God would say about it. He'd say what he said in his word. He'd say, abundance. <laughs> So when their lack shows up, you should be able to say, Father, because I have given, it is given unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I sow bountifully and I reap bountifully, and my God has made all grace abound toward me. Amen. There is abundance and no lack. Someone said, well, how in the world can you say that when there is lack? Well, you have to make a decision to do it. First of all, you must decide to believe the Word of God. You must decide to believe the unseen realm more than you believe the seen realm. See, because the things that are seen are temporal. That means they're subject to change. 
you know, my wife every once in a while, she'll say, well, honey, I'm going to get permanent today. And I said, well, you got one last month. <laughs> well, I know, but I need another. Well, I said, there wasn't nothing permanent about it. It was temporary. <laughs> it changed. <laughs> she got a temporary permanent. <laughs> so, see, we say permanent sometimes for things that are not permanent. But God's Word tells us that the things that are seen are temporal. So if you can see your problem, i got good news for you. It's subject to change. And God's Word and the eternal forces behind it that you can't see can change your problem and make it conform to what the Word says about it. But it won't happen just because it said it in the Bible. It happens when you begin to speak it with your mouth and say what God said about it and cause the manifestation of some of these things. Now there's people that say, well, now, Brother Cal, you're just trying to act like God, just saying all of these things. Well, now let's analyze that for a minute. If I'm acting like God, saying what God said in his word, then who are you acting like when you say what the devil said? And see, they don't realize that. That by implicating me in acting like God, they're implicating their self in acting like the devil. Well, no, I'm just saying it like it is. How do you know it's that way? It hadn't even happened yet. Well, yeah, but I can see by the end of the year we won't have the money and we'll lose our house. Who told you that? Well, I I just know that. I just sense that. Yeah, you sensed it because the devil told you that. And you started quoting it, speaking it, and you spoke it into existence. It'll cause you to go quit your job and go get a job at a plant that'll close down in a month. And then you lose your house and your car, and you wonder why God allowed it to happen. Because you activated the power of the devil by speaking what the devil said. I tell you, when you speak what God says, it'll bring God on the scene. You start talking the devil's language, and he'll go home with you. He'll live at your house. You ever tried talking to a little dog and saying, Now just go on, honey. Go away. Go away. They'll just rub up against you, you know. Like Smith Wigglesworth, he was catching a bus one time. This lady came out, and she had her little dog, and she kept telling the little dog, Now, honey, you can't go with me. You've got to go back. And said he'd just wag his tail and rub up against her. She kept talking to him, Now, honey, you've got to go. You can't go with me this time. And he'd just wag his tail and rub up against her. And the bus came. She stomped her foot and said, Get! <laughs> and he just tucked his tail and run. And Smith Wigglesworth just hollered out loud and said, that's the way you got to do the devil. He'll take all that honey business you'll give him. As long as you'll speak his language, he'll go home with you. The devil will camp on your doorstep if you'll let him. But when you begin to speak the word of God and proclaim what God said, the devil can't stand the word of God. Can you say amen? Thank you for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer this week is CD offer number 7246. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. It's entitled The Law of Faith. Now, when we talk about the law of faith in the Romans, the 10th chapter, the Apostle Paul deals with this. He says, For Christ is an end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. But Moses describeth the righteousness, which is the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. 
But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. And what does it say? You move down to verse 8 where it says, What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. First, the word of God is in your mouth, then it's in your heart. Then he says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, salvation means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness, total prosperity. And it says, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. In other words, the word is nigh you, it's in your mouth and in your heart. In chapter 10 and verse 17, the Apostle Paul states, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the more you have faith in the word of God, and you find that there is a law, that what you speak and proclaim you begin to believe, and what you say you can have if you believe and doubt not in your heart. Jesus tells us this in Mark eleven twenty-three. He says, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, not doubt in his heart, but believe what he saying will come to pass, he shall have. What's he going to have? He'll have whatsoever he saith. Didn't say he'd have what he prayed. He didn't say he'd have what he feared. He says he'll have whatsoever he saith, if he believe and doubt not in his heart. So we must believe and not doubt in our heart. That's offer number 7246. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.